your mustache is looking pretty it's, pretty grizzly right now. It's a little unruly. It's getting to the point where I'm going to have to start curling it. It's like a mouth broom. <laughs> a cookie duster. How do you... I can't... When my mustache part of my beard gets over the front of my lip, yeah. I can't help but like... Oh, it gets in the I way. I can't... I mess with it with the corner of my mouth all the time. Oh, and yeah. I look like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even realize it until well, somebody's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, chewing mustache. no, it does get in the way fully, but well, I can't touch it. It's a rule because what? Yeah, the hunting season started Labor Day weekend. Is this a yeah. rule of just you? No, my, all my buddies and friends. All my buddies. My buddies. Oh, our whole hunting group. We always do dumb facial hair for all of duck and goose season. So this year I'm doing a mustache. Is this a contest? Or are you currently winning? No, well, I'm always winning. I have a two-tone mustache. Nobody can beat me. It is a bit of an ace in the hole. Yeah. So, I so mean, are you, you going to get the I'm gonna, stuff to do the curly cue? I'm probably going to get wax, and I'll probably do a little curly cue. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll that, see what happens. It's about the only way your mustache could get better. I know. I can't touch it. I can't. Against the rules. But everybody else wants to touch it. <laughs> what? Who are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, just projecting. Uh manifesting how's your chin doing by the way so speaking of your uh, mustache i wasn't supposed to shave my beard for like two weeks because i you got in a fight with a postal pounder yeah i busted my chin open trying to pound a post in to put a flag on and that's what i get for actually doing work i have seven interns and i was trying to do work on my own <laughs> and, and that's what i get got bit by a post pounder um and so i had to get stitches in my chin but they when they were trying to cut them out they couldn't figure out what was a stitch and what was my beard hair. I bet that felt great. And then she was all worried she was cutting my beard hairs. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> I'll be okay if you clip a couple out. Get the gray ones if you're going for anything. Man. But that happened during our Kibble Tech Expo event, which, yep. you know, we've, it's been a few weeks since we recorded a new podcast. I'm still putting out the ones from that we did at FarmFest. Quick sidebar on Expo. Since I was in the tillage station this year, I confused a couple people. They're like... Oh, because you were you're, tillage man, Sam. Are you tillage man, Sam? I go, no. <laughs> he's about a foot taller than me, and he's down at the opposite end in the harvest booth. And yeah, that like, was oh. confusing. But they're like, but your name's Sam, too? I was like, yeah. It gets real confusing. Like, if you talk, if we have two different voices, but even still, it gets confusing on the phone, too. And we look very different. Yeah. You're yeah. much more handsome than I am. <laughs> um, yeah, because I just thought it's time to branch out. I can't just do tillage my whole life. So I'm yeah. going to go talk about the headers on combines. Yeah, and then I got stuck in tillage. And everyone's like, hey, tillage man, Sam, what about the six, uh, 2660 <laughs> VT? I was like, so close. <laughs> so close. Yeah, numbers get hard on tillage. Well, we better, uh, we should probably start this podcast. Yeah, we've eh? been rambling a little while. Hit the intro I don't button. even remember where the button is. That one. Ooh. Spicy. That, com- that comes in hot. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to hear myself do this. Welcome to Everything Egg, and then some. Presented by Kibble Equipment. A frequently fun, usually informative, and always tangent-filled look into the industry that feeds the world. From cutting-edge John Deere technology to the impact of social media on the agriculture industry, no topic is off-topic. Pretty good for her. Not doing it for a month and a half. I really laid into that one. Just gave her the beans. <laughs> that might require some volume editing. That was a really loud uh, music back. All the sliders on my mix board got screwed up because it was super dusty when it came back from Farm Fest, and then it just sat in here for 
a few weeks. So yeah. she's Fine. a little gritty still. And I trying to clean it, I screwed up all of my volume knobs. <laughs> so it's a calibrating process here. And speaking of calibrating, we're going to be doing a pre-harvest a pre-harvest season podcast. Yeah. Whatever that means. We'll see where that goes. We're going to, we're, we have a topic and we're going to try to fill in the blanks. It's like starting yeah. a sentence without knowing where it's going to go. Well, it's like any form of presentation you or I do. We don't know exactly what we're going to talk about, but we have a general idea. It's all shoot from the hip. So today we have the return of boss man. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You haven't been on one in three episodes. Yeah. You missed out on all oh, our farm fest ones. Ouch. Mostly because we just pushed you your stool <laughs> off the stage and filled your spot with other people. <laughs> you got ousted by Andy in the first episode. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. The first that's one. right. You oh, that's true. You weren't there the first day. That's true. And then Duggo took your spot, rightly so. That's Fu- fine. Future yeah. pilot it's, Duggo. I, I, I offered you could sit on the Larson Farms one. Oh, no. You said no. No, you're fine. You're too busy talking De- in the corner. Delegating. Dele- yeah, delegating. I'm getting better. <laughs> It's a growth. It's a growth mode. I would say I would get more mics, but I can only handle four in this mixer thing. So if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to buy all new stuff. Shucks. Well, there's, there's a limit, though. I mean, there's, there's a certain point where you get, is it dimin- economics, diminishing marginal returns? Yeah. Start stacking more right. stuff on top of you. Just, you don't get as much. Uh, I went to community college. I don't know. Yeah. If we had like, <laughs> if we had like eight people on the podcast that would be horrible it would all be such a mess yeah that would be bad it'd be like a terrible morning show what what movie is that from the talking stick whoever has the talking stick and talk you need a talking (laughs) stick we have to like raise our hands just to talk (laughs) that'd be tough and then if andy was on the podcast then no it'd be over (laughs) so chris is back and then it's me me, kibble man sam and you me other sam yeah so it's just the three of us today the three amigos uh so we're going to talk about some of the stuff, especially on the precision egg side and the data management side that we need to do before you get to the field. And then we'll probably dribble in some of the stuff, obviously, once you get started. And then we'll probably think of some other stuff along the way. Oh, we'll go off on tangents. Don't you worry. <laughs> so question for you, other Sam. Yeah. What do you think a lot of our customers uh, overlook, at least from the calls you've taken on the support line and whatnot, that they're missing maybe uh, on the data side for setup? A big thing right away, the pre-fall is your data cleanup. So like in an operation center or if you're using any other program is making sure your seeding data came in right, especially for variety locator files. So if you plan, if you're doing split planners or did multiple varieties in a field for test plots, whatever it may be, got to make sure all that stuff came in correctly from spring. So that way you're able to use it in fall. So that's a huge thing. And then actually physically creating those files and autopath files too. Now that I think about it, if you did uh, recorded your autopath with your planner, you got to make sure those files process correctly and just verifying everything's there before you actually just send it random data off to the combine. Yeah. This is year three for autopath. Is that right? Yeah. So is that preschool or you got to be a four years old? Uh, My daughter is in, yeah, she's in preschool and she's three and she's three. So autopath is going to preschool this year. Yeah. Cool. So there's a lot of people that this is their first year, though, yes, using AutoPath. a ton. Because, yeah, it was the first two years were growing pains, and then this year we pushed it really hard. But You, you might want to explain what AutoPath is, just maybe yeah. for the people that I, yeah, haven't I mean, utilized it. or Because yeah, in one of our when, – well, on, when Margo was here, we did the spring one and talking about yep. AutoPath a little bit. But basically, AutoPath is 
you put another GPS receiver on your planner and it records each individual row where it's actually at. And then when you send it to another machine, whether it's a sprayer or a combine, it'll generate guidance lines across the entire field where that crop actually is. So corn, if you have 16-year-old planter coming back with an 8-year-old corn head, you're going to have two passes per planter pass, and it'll map you and map out the entire field for all your guidance lines. So no more counting rows, no more row shame. If you are an Instagram farmer, oh, and I'm not saying, like, <laughs> you've got to be big on Instagram. If you... Because I see the row of shame come up on Instagram all the time. I have a conspiracy that there are some Instagram farmers that are out there that do a row of shame on purpose just so they can post about it. I don't know. Get the tinfoil hats out. And cab corn probably too. Yeah. Well, cab corn, yeah, I think that is just a thing is cab corn. Row of shame, I don't think it's on purpose. So that's the thing. If you have autopath, you you can completely avoid the row of shame. And you can have the pass of pride. That last <laughs> <laughs> pops. The last full cornhead pass. No, so that's a new hashtag. Paps. You got to have like your auto path lines <laughs> in the background. And yep. yep. But that needs to get processed through Operation Center. Correct. So if you're in there and you don't see anything, there's actually a toggle you got to turn on yep. in your settings to make sure you can actually see that, that uh, the auto path lines. Yep. Yep. Because the. Yeah. File and if you don't know where to change that at, just call Sam. Yeah. Yeah, literally, mm-hmm. you can because yeah, I can that's walk you right your, through that's it. That's your job. That's, that's part of that's my job. job. But yeah, because your autopath files will come from your planner. You can't physically see them on the screen until they come through the op center, get processed, and then send it out to other machines. But there is uh, in your data in Operation Center, it will tell you if you have autopath yep. data for data. each d- data datum. Data. It's data. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Demata, Demata. Uh, <laughs> so, so it'll tell you that you if you have an AutoPath file in that field for, does it say it for the guidance line or says it for just the field? It's, it's under guidance. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in what Paulson is talking about is in Operation Center, the, the newer feature that they have is Work Planner. So, you can plan out work for one specific field or you can do it for one specific crop type too or your entire yep. farm, whatever it may be. But you can go and look at an individual field, make sure your variety locator is there. And if it has a variety locator file, it'll tell you. And then also it'll say autopath file or autopath available too. So it'll tell you right there. And then click and fill out everything, send it off to the combine, good to go. And the cool thing is now you can do that from your phone. Yes. Yeah. They so the you, Operation Center mobile app. If you do not have 2630s or 2600s and you're just dealing with Gen 4, you can do work plans. Right on your phone, and it'll select your variety locator files Auto and your path. path yep. And magically transfer P- over to PFM. Your P- pure fun magic. Yep. It will get transferred to your combine. And we actually had customers this spring that were planting, and then they created a work plan for their sprayer that was falling and right behind them doing yep. their pre merge. It would be. It is the cat's meow. It is awesome. Work planner is really nice. Yeah. And for work planner, the, the nice thing there is instead of pulling into the field and having to change your variety, make sure your documentation is all set up. It will just pop up with a message that says work plan available for this field. Once you cross into it, you say, okay. And then boom, all that stuff is set. You don't have to worry about, you know, dad putting in the wrong name because it's always dad who's driving the, <laughs> the combine. I'm not talking about, sometimes it's dad's dad yeah. driving the combine. So yeah. And this would be great if you have, we've gotten several phone calls on the support line 
uh, with people on 2630s and newer machines. And if you want to make that transition, doing a work plan would be a very yes. great way to make that bridge so you don't have to remember all the beep, bop, boop button pushes. Yeah, it is. It is really handy. If you have two combines going to go in the same field, you can send them the same work plan and it automatically dumps them in the same work group, which is a requirement if you want to do in-field data sharing. Yep, right. So if you want to see on your display... Or machine sync. Or machine sync, too. Yep. yep. If you want to see where they are in the field and share guidance lines and coverage maps, and for machine sync, make sure your grain cart tractor is in the same work group as the combine. Send them both the same work plan. They both accept it. They'll put them in that same work, work group automatically which is super handy yeah because i i mean i worked on a farm for several years and and i'd work into the fall sometimes or i'd come back and work in the fall and i know infield data sharing wasn't a thing back then it was the the world of 2600 gs2 displays um but it was always something like man how cool would it be if we could have we had like a 9600 and like a 9760 running in the same field if we could get them both to have the same data so you could see which rows that one's taken yep. and what the average yield's been for that combine versus this combine. And, oh, man, what if you could see the settings for the other combine? And now all that stuff that sounded like space-age stuff, I mean, what was that, 10 years ago? No, like 15 I years ago now? longer than that. 10 years ago for me is about a solid. It's just a fixed point in time <laughs> now. <laughs> 10 years ago for me is like 2008 to 2010, and that is not 10 years ago anymore. Um, that sounded like, whoa, this is, would be crazy if we could do this. And now all of it's possible. Yep. And it's way easier than we thought it would have been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that, and that wasn't even a huge farm. It's not like you have to be this monster fleet. That was just two farmers that worked together in the fall. Yep. Yeah. And they just want to share data back and forth. Yeah. See where everyone's at. So we'd just run in the same field instead of them picking one field and us picking one field at the same time. Yep. So. What else do we need to know before we get to the field? Calibrate your TCMs. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to, that's my soapbox. I'm going to die on that hill. It is, Calibrate your TCMs. It is uh, on the operation center alerts. Yeah, it's, I do. It, yeah, up. there's codes. Yeah. Calibrate your TCMs. It does actually make a code Please now. Please calibrate your TCMs. Why? Because then you're, I'm going to get calls that as soon as you try to auto track, whether it's tillage or combine or whatever it may be, the track spacing's off. Just please calibrate your TCMs, please. Shouldn't your sense feelers take care of that? <sighs> this is why. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> I thought that's why I got the sense on there. You still need to calibrate your TCM for it to be somewhat accurate. I believe you. Yeah. I got one other thing that we're getting uh, quite a few phone calls on uh, as people are getting the combines out, or you just got a new combine, and you're trying to send your work plans or your setup files to the machine. It's not working. I can't see my combine on the operation center. Mm -hmm. So it's, what is a JD link cost? Uh, not a dime. Not, it costs a little bit of time, a little bit of time to accept the terms and conditions to JD link connectivity. So we've had a lot of people where last year, everything was fine. It was running off the old. Are you uh, saying that people's time isn't worth money, Chris? Yes, it, it, it is. <laughs> well, depends on who you talk to. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we, we've had a lot of folks that never, logged in and clicked the buttons to get the free JD link connectivity. Um, so something we've, we've been working through, but just be aware if you can't see your combine, it's probably you haven't clicked a couple buttons. Yep. And it really is that easy. I went through it with my dad and he was able to do it. And if my dad's able to do it, your dad's able yeah. to do it. <laughs> and he read the entire agreement. Yes. Really, well, he's a good reader. I'll give him that. <laughs> Speed reader. He had his spectacles on. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> 
Did you ever see those infomercials for that like system you could buy? This was like in the nineties where I don't know, it was called like reading genie or something, but it would teach you how to read a book like as fast as you could flip <laughs> the pages and you could read like a full novel. And I mean, this was the nineties. So <laughs> it was, there was just like some Billy Mays type commercial where this guy would tell you how you could learn to read books in like an hour, like 500 page books in like an hour. And it would just be like this guy just flipping through pages and then he could do a book report on it. And I always was interested in that concept, you know, for school because I didn't like reading books. When was the last time you read a book (laughs) cover to cover? Read or listened to? (laughs) Read. I do like listening to books and I think that counts as reading books. Is it not? It's the same thing. Yeah, I suppose. I'm consuming the words into my brain. Yeah. (laughs) Into my brain. Reading a book? Ah, dude. I didn't even read books in college. So it's not a skill of mine. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I read a book cover to cover. Like a magazine article is getting a little bit long for my attention span. <laughs> a long text message. I'd go, I don't know. Like if I pull up an article, even on my phone, if I have to scroll down like twice, you've lost me. Or if I run into one of the ads in the middle, you know, I'm like, yep, too long. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> too long. Not Done. important. Done. <laughs> Just scroll all the way down. All you need is like the first line the, the and then first the, paragraph the last and the last line. paragraph. Yep. If you just, those will give you all the information you know. The crap in the middle is worthless. <laughs> Do you guys ever cook? Like use recipes no. that you look up on your phone? No, I yeah. don't. I don't do that. I mean, that. for like grilling and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so I, I like, I try, I like to try new stuff because I get bored with like, I guess we're having tacos again, you know? <laughs> so I try to look up a recipe. You know, you look up recipes on your phone and it's like, here's the best recipe for this. I'm add, like, great. add, 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 add. And it's like, this is a great recipe for blah, 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 blah. They, they don't put the ingredients until like no. the very yeah. end. And it's, I just, I get so annoyed with it. I just, out of principle, I'm like, I don't even care if this is the greatest recipe. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting scammed by having to scroll through like four screens just to get to the stupid recipe. So I get mad. And then close it. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I I can't. I never follow recipes. They're like I'm like it's I, I that's really why your cooking sucks. Well, no, I <laughs> I it really enjoyed cooking, but I never follow recipes. I just wing it. Good so enough. That's why I can't bake because baking you have to be exact and like follow the recipe. And now cooking, you wonder why people don't calibrate their TCM because they're just like you. In the well, yeah, I know. I get that, but that's different. <laughs> that's different. So what do we do when we get to the field? Put the head down and combine corn. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> that's all, it that's worked, all you got to do. It worked last it year. It worked last year, well, so you, it doesn't work this year. Well, you were talking about when you get a new combine. One, if you don't know how to dial in your combine when you're in the field. Well, there's apps out there, too, that John Deere specifically made for those kinds of questions. Well, it's actually built into the monitor. and Yeah, and built into the it, monitor, There's a too. pretty cool tool right in the monitor. You know, you, just, you say you're going to do corn, and it has basics, you know, the starting settings and the equipment. Equipment mobile is the new app. On your phone. On your phone. Yep. It's got basically the same information in, in the screen, and you know, in the Gen 4. Um, but then when you start harvesting, if it's got, you got too many losses, too much cob in the tank, whatever, pretty much you'll pick your own adventure books, you know, and from school. It's like, hey, what's what's going yeah, on? Boom. I have too much cob, and then it'll just step-by-step step walk you through what settings you should change. If you haven't downloaded the new equipment mobile app, yep. the big difference is it asks you to log in with your John Deere account. Yeah, so the same login and everything that you use for your operation center, log in with that. And if you don't know that, call me. 
You well, have everyone's <laughs> passwords written down? I will. You're probably <laughs> the end of the season, probably. I mean, I will sympathize with folks that don't have this app yet. It seems like John Deere's come up with a new app that... Every year. We've had them... You know, we used to have all the apps for, like, all the machines. And it was... I think it was Go app. So it yeah. was, like, you Go, know, Go Harvest, Go Till, it, all these different apps for all the different machine types. Then they combine that all into Equipment Plus. Yep. And now it's equipment gone to equipment mobile, mobile. right? <clears throat> mobile. Yep. So the advantage of logging in, you can, I think, skip the login if you want to manually choose uh, Choose your combine or choose whatever piece of machine you But, yeah, the advantage of logging in with your password and everything, it comes up with your machines. Yep, your serial numbers. Yep. And so it'll give you not only the, the instructions, but then part pin-specific parts books, the app manual it actually pulls in fuel, like your fuel level and your hours, yep. stuff like that for uh, service intervals. Yep. So it's great for hired, hired folks that maybe don't need to use the mobile app, the operation center mobile app. It's a, yeah, it's a great it is. App. It is a handy app. If we're talking about setting your combine, it's essentially, you're going to do a power stop, which is you're going in what you would think is normal conditions for the field at your normal operating speed. And then combine is full of crop as gently, as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it's actually worded. Uh, yeah. Nice and fast. Uh, pull the hydro handle back. We shut off the separator. We shut off the head. Idle down, shut off the combine. And then you check all the, I guess, the areas of the combine. Look in front of your head first to make sure, you know, you didn't have some deers out front of your. Those dang <laughs> deers were out there eating the corn, dropping it all over the field. Because, you know, you don't want to be back behind the combine like, oh, my God, we have corn all over the field no. when it was all over the field in front of your I, combine. I was on a service call once where there was a complaint. There's just, like, cobs full of corn behind the combine, and then you went out in the field, and cobs were dropping in the field, and you could actually hear them. It was eerie. Oh, like acorns off an oak tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just full of cobs of corn falling off the plant. Yeah, it's called pre-harvest loss. So, yeah, then you check, obviously, you check your threshing, your separator, make sure, you know, check your, but you said there's a, the bushels, bushels Bush, plus. Bushels plus, yeah. They have the grain loss container? Catch pan? Catch pan. Yeah, yes. catch pan. Catch pan. Yeah, because the, if you're trying to do a, a official catch pan without what this system is, which you'll talk about in a second, you've got to like run out behind <laughs> the, com- and the bigger the combine is, the more, obviously, the more chuck they've got. So the more trash it's throwing out faster and wider. So you're trying to run through all that crap like Bruce Willis and Die Hard <laughs> just to throw a plastic pan behind the combine. And you got to make sure you – because normally when, I, when I've done it, you have to go on the side of the combine just behind the head and then you have to throw it underneath the combine to make sure it doesn't run over with the rear wheels and try to get into the spread. But, yeah, what Bushel Plus is – do you wear one of those face shields when you do I it? I should have because there's like kernels of corn just flying at mock Jesus right at my face. <laughs> well, well, I hope not if it's a drawn to a combine. Silver cedar. Oh, so well, see, there you go. It's cleaner. We can make fun of them. <laughs> uh, you're running with a full SWAT <laughs> uniform. Bulletproof vest and all. So heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but what Bushel Plus is, it's a magnetic... Uh, tray that goes on the rear axle of the combine and it has a wireless remote bluetooth remote that you get your combine good and full going across the field and you just hit the button it drops the pan and then you just run right over it and then you can get calculate your losses out the back yeah so you just hit something and it just drops it yeah there's a little the little remote that, you ha- that Ooh, comes like with a the key kit. fob yeah pretty much Ooh. and 
You just as long as it's connected, you fill up the combine, go hit your button, watch it drop, and then go pick it up. Yeah, so that'll do your your separator losses. Yeah, that'll right? do that'll do loss off the back of the does combine. Does it does it tell you when it dropped its payload? No. Oof. See that's well, okay, this so is what uh, there's the indicators. Same. There's indic. There's an indicator light. Like you hit the button there, so it's like a red light right on top of the on the controller, like remote thing, and you hit the button and it flashes red, and then as soon as it flashes red, that means it dropped, and then you obviously have to go out and make sure. Does but, the pan have a light on it? Because that's well, what I would. It's need. a big red pan or blue pan. I'm just saying you I'm, can't miss it. It looks same, like it looks like your color shirt laying in the middle of a cornfield. The same guy that hit himself in the face with a post pounder is the kind of guy. This is just a Sam thing. I would hit that button not knowingly, drop the pan, do like fifty acres, and then be like, <laughs> "I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the next field and do my little catch test. Where's my pan?" <laughs> Well, if, I mean, if you're combine, you go, oh, I should do a te- uh, catch test. You go out, put it on the combine, start going, and 50 yards after you start going, you hit it, and then you just stop. Well, yeah. You're but not going to just would, keep going but after I would you hit, drop it. I would hit it, not know I dropped it. Uh, Sam, where's the pan that you were talking about? It's <laughs> uh, a good question. It's in the other field a couple miles away. It's not a knock on bushels plus. It's a knock on me. Yeah. I can't be trusted to do anything. <laughs> uh, it's it's a good tool for your separator losses, but to your point, you did the, the power shutdown thing. Yeah. That's yeah. for yeah. You, a good reputation for from head loss back. Yes. A lot of people forget about your head loss. Yeah. Just focus on what's going on inside the combine, not like what's going on with your header. Mm-hmm. And I I swear I, when I first I never experienced a power shutdown and when I learned it at Uncle John. Didn't have your seatbelt on? <laughs> Put your seatbelt on, but they would actually turn the key off on the engine. Oh. Yeah. And I don't, I think, you know, like you described it, you can pull it off without turning the engine off. But when that, when I first witnessed this, I'm thinking, my father is going to come and yell at everybody. <laughs> Full throttle? <laughs> no, it'd go, uh, it was like, you needed like five hands. Oh, yeah. It shut everything off to the little idle and then, but like, you're still moving when they shut it off. Read the book. The, yeah, read the instructions. The instructions don't are take in our, the operator's manual. Don't take our advice. Don't take the turbo word. out. Yeah. And to be to be honest, this was probably like twenty years ago. Oh, this is yeah. pre <laughs> everything. This is pre pre everything. I think yeah, there was digital gauges. That was about it. Yeah. I think if you tried to do that on a newer combine, you'd turn oh, it, it back would. on and have sixty-seven error codes. <laughs> No, it was a 9600. Have we talked about combines enough now? Do we think we've, yeah, I think we've Why, covered it. Why do you want to talk about fall tillage now? Well, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't really want to talk about all of fall tillage. The one thing I did kind of want to bring up was um, what I put out here this during the end of August was with this last plow, which is confusing on the social media world. Yes. So there's a couple things I need to clear up. So the people that listen to this podcast will actually know. I get, so here's the thing. Here's listen here. John Deere, I'll give you a little background. So obviously most people, anybody who listens to this podcast should know John Deere started his company with a plow in 1837. 186 years later, it's 2023. John Deere is now discontinued the 3710 model plow. So the 3710 is the traditional moldboard plow. People can say, well, John Deere's still building plows. They make the 995. The 995 is a switchback plow. It is not 
it, it's not what John Deere intended the plow to be. I'll just say that. It's not your traditional <laughs> moldboard plow. The 3710 is the traditional moldboard plow. It has been discontinued. The last orders were put in there, not making any more. I found this out, and we had the opportunity uh, working with some people at John Deere to get a hold of the last plow John Deere sold yes. to a customer. Yes. Now, it isn't the last serial number. So we have 007 which may give you an idea of how many plows they made. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a nuclear launch code. They are serial sequential, number. and 008, uh, they keep the last serial number of all the models that they discontinue uh, to put into the John Deere archive. Now, the John Deere archive is not the museum. There's a distinction there. I've never been to the archive. I don't even know where it is or what it looks like. What I do know, or at least what I know is what in my head what it looks like is that warehouse from the Indiana That's Jones exactly movie what I was thinking. at Area 51. And there's just yep. one dusty old guy who works there and he's got old one old wooden cart and he just <laughs> creaks up and down the dusty aisles. <laughs> or he's, he's got an air compressor. He's had air, air and all pumping, the tires. One pump of grease a year. Yep. So the very last plow John Deere made, just to be clear, is in Illinois in the archive. Yes. The very last plow John Deere sold got sold to, well, Kibble Equipment. Now, we didn't buy it as a dealership. It is sold through us. I'm not at the liberty, I don't think, to say who bought it. Yeah. But what I do know is the plan is to never have that plow go in the ground. Yep. So we powder coated the bottoms. We had it out at Farm Fest. I did a video about it, and then people, I got a strong reaction, I should say. Especially yeah. the video I post on YouTube has, well, it was my first video I've ever done that got over 100,000 views people the the comments there's a lot of comments on it and i did it on it's a video on tiktok and on instagram you can find it on most social medias uh, i think it's even i put it on twitter but um it got like basically four main comments one is like how can john deere forget about their roots and that one's like well the thing i said is nobody's buying new plows so you're like well how are we going to turn over the soil this not everything can be no-till use an old plow yeah <laughs> it's it's not that Hard of a question to answer. I mean, we we have we use a plow at home, and we have a thirty-seven ten. And I think it's a model year eleven. If I had to guess, a model year ten or eleven. Um, so that thing's already thirteen years old. It looks brand new. I mean, it doesn't sit outside. We don't like stuff, stuff just sitting out in the sun and yeah. fading and looking like crap. So it does look like brand new, and we use it once every, I don't know, two three years, and we do like 70, 80 acres with it. So it's not like we're putting a lot of wear on it. And I think that's probably the case for most guys yeah. that plow, at least in the in this upper area. Midwest. Yeah, yeah. If you go to like Russia and they're like plowing like thousands of acres a year, totally different game. <laughs> but most of the people that plow are in our area where we're sitting right now in Owatonna, Minnesota. This is probably the highest density of people yeah. that still use plowing. And that's one of the reasons why I thought it'd be important for cable equipment to have the last plow or at least be the conduit for the last plow. Uh, is because it's still an important part of this area just based on our soil profile. And uh, we grow great corn and we have deep topsoil. Yep. So that one's tough because I know Sam Allen, the previous CEO, had made a statement that he was not going to be the one that killed the plow. Volume-wise, we were selling probably more plows than anybody in the country here at Kibble Equipment, and it's not, trust me, well, it ain't many. Well, <laughs> that Sam Allen uh, comment, when I was with Deer, I was stationed in, in one of the offices in Des Moines in like 2008. And that was the joke then. We're like, when's the plow going to die? And that was the joke. No one ever wanted to be the product manager at Des Moines Works to right. kill the plow. And we were talking about this 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That says it all. But the one thing I think is interesting is that 
I think people care. So that's yeah. the cool thing. People yeah. do care. Even the people that said that's who cares, they care because they commented. Yep. They watched, <laughs> they watched the whole the video. video. But I think it's interesting that there hasn't been much from John Deere. Yeah. On the fact that the plow is gone. Because uh, it's not that nobody cares because we've posted every video I posted about this or picture or whatever. We've had news stories in the Star Trib, which is yep. the big the paper out of the Twin Cities. Uh, features on other, you know, online publications talking about the fact that, and a lot of it stemmed from videos either like I posted. Yeah. And then Prairie State delivered the last serial number to the archive. Yep. And they posted a video. They have a big following on TikTok, but that TikTok video, like, I don't know, a couple million views. That, it was, it went big. So, and John Deere hasn't really said much about it. Uh-uh. Um, I just, I'm wondering if John Deere's worried that if they, make a big call out. Let's say we'll call it a uh, celebration of life <laughs> for the 3710. <laughs> yeah, it just hasn't, there, it hasn't really been called out in any official fashion. And I think it's pretty important. And I know there's probably a lot of negativity that would come along with it, but I think there's also a lot of positivity. Yeah. I don't know that people are like, I, a lot of people comment on the video, like that's great information. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I don't want to give myself too much of a pat on the back, but without people that have posted videos about this information, people wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something at least people should know that yeah. the plows finally go away. This is an important point in history. But, you know, you post anything on the internet, you've got to be ready for some kind of backlash. You just get used to it. Yeah. So I have to think John Deere's used to that. But, yeah, I think to end this episode, though, uh, because this has been something that's been coming up a lot, People have been messaging me a lot about. Yeah, we have I, to do a cable to end the episode. We have to do kibble corrections. I should have music for that. I uh, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like the like the wait, wait. Like the whistle <laughs> on today's edition of kibble corrections. <laughs> I I made a boo boo. It was Sammy J. I made a boo boo. So back at our scene spray podcast. I said there's a video out on John Deere's website about the carbon fiber boom oh. running into the telephone pole. I didn't think the video was public. I said the video existed that basically we, you know, John Deere had during testing run the boom of the sea and spray carbon fiber boom into a telephone pole at 15 miles an hour and yeah. stopped it. Dead it it whipped it. It killed the, it killed the sprayer. It's a cool video to see. And then you said, well, <laughs> that's posted publicly. Well, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, is it? And, and now people have been wrong. asking me, where is this video at? <laughs> yeah, like, uh-huh. uh, yeah it, just kidding. It was on it's on the dealership side. We have different stuff than public. And, and I, I thought it, I thought it was on John Deere's website because it looked ex- ours looks extremely similar to John Deere's website. So, but if you watch the video, it's really high production value. Like, yeah, it looks like a it video. looks really it's good. It's got music underneath it, and, and it's it doesn't like, have any this wa- cool technology. It doesn't have any watermarks saying like dealer use only or confidential or anything like that. So I don't. But it's but only it's, yeah, only if you work for a dealership and have access to the inside part of JohnDeere.com yeah, can you see so, the video. But it's not posted to the public. Yeah, so. and I'm not. Don't ask me. I'm not going to screen grab it I'm for not you either. Do and not, send it to you because do not DM me. We have now put that. this on tape. Yeah, or. We're on record. Tape. We are on record saying that is not public and we are not going to be the ones that leak it out there. So I guarantee that if I screen grabbed it for you and sent you the video <laughs> and then you put it on TikTok, <laughs> it's going to be my butt. But you would go very viral. Went, that is yeah. a super cool video. My boo. I, so yeah, that was my boo boo. That's my okay. Bad. I apologize. That was this edition of Kibble Corrections. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
jamming buttons. Well, we probably should end this episode um, the yeah. formal way. So this, uh, well, well the hopefully, informal, formal way. hey, if you made it this far in the episode, hopefully you had fun because we did. And if you did, make sure you go in and rate the podcast please five stars. Us, yeah, please rate us five stars. Because that's how Sam gets paid. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, if you want to follow us on social media, it is at Kibble Equipment or myself. I am Kibbleman Sam. He is... The other Kibble Sam. The other so Kibble Sam want, on yeah. Instagram. If you want to see just a bunch of hunting pictures from for this fall, that's all I'm going to be posting probably. Yeah, so if you're into that. <laughs> or if you want to follow Boss Man Chris, you are at Chris Horub on Instagram and at, at Horub. Yep. H-O-R-O-B. Correct. On, on Twitter. The Twitter. Oh, X. no, the X. X. The X. X. No, it's not the X. It's just X. I'm going to re-X that X. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or you can email us at everything egg podcast at kibble eq.com. I did all those plugs just for chat. Hopefully he listens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise that's, that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Let's go back to work. Well, see you later. That explains like the fun that question. Yep. I made a boo-boo. I didn't know that. I forgot.